Welcome to the No Spin Dash Zone. I am your host, Isaiah, and I am joined, as always, with Charlie. Hi. And Steven. Hi there. Now, this week, we pretended to play Sonic Jam. <laughs> the Saturn emulators are wack, yo. I'm not going to beat around the bush. We did not play this game. Yeah, it was really hard to even begin playing this game. So I'm not sure if none of the emulators I tried were good or if none of the ROMs I tried were good because I just could not get the game to work. And I spent a, I spent a while trying to get it to work, too. I checked three sites until one site told me that it had, like, stolen my fucking social security number, and I was like, I mean, I know this is fake, but I'm gonna pass. Yeah, like, that's when, when the websites tell you your SSN is stolen, you have lost the search. Yeah, also, I'm not gonna, like, it, until someone shows me my social security number, I'm not gonna trust they stole it. <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, it's like, when, when you're on page two of Google for something like this, you know it's already too late. Yeah, you're like, screwed. anything else you find is going to be worse than anything you've already found. And if what you've already found is not good enough, it's not going to cut it. But I am committed to the concept of going back and playing games we were unable to play at a certain point if I come into possession of a Saturn and a copy of Sonic Jam. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like, eventually I would like to play this. Because so at some point, we'll do maybe a recap episode as a, like, series finale after we played literally every Sonic game. Then we go back and play then Sonic play Jam. That, yeah, then we play the ones that we haven't played. Like, uh, the Sega Pico. We'll have an episode for the Sega Pico. <laughs> oh, God. So Sonic Jam is for the Sega Saturn, and uh, what it basically is, is it's part a collection of Genesis games, and part its own unfinished thing that contains also a gallery of Sonic, like, like museum-type stuff. Like, it preserves manuals and, like... Yeah. concept art and stuff like that. It's like the first Mega Collection. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. It's the first Sonic Mega Collection. It's also worth noting that this is a game that was released to celebrate Sonic's fifth anniversary. Oh man, that's true. Yeah, isn't it crazy that we've only had five years of Sonic and yet there are nearly 20 games? God. <laughs> uh, things were different back then. Or actually, there's slightly more than 20. We have 19 episodes of this segment, but they're there are three episodes where we do two games, so it's actually 22 games? 23-ish, because you have to count Sonic 3 and Knuckles as two games, or one, I don't know. So what's really interesting is, Sonic Jam doesn't emulate the Mega Drive. Instead, they just rewrote all of the games for the Saturn. They ripped assets, but like everything else is ground up. Yeah, so they behave almost identically. There are a few differences per game. So the, the games included are, like, Sonic's 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles. But when you select and Knuckles, uh, you can actually, if you want to, you can play it standalone, or you can attach it to any of the other three games. So you can, like, you can simulate, like, putting it on the other cartridge and playing them as a complete bit. Yeah, there's also, like, a 3D model of the, like, Knuckles cartridge that you slap stuff into that's it's, really cool. It's really good. Uh, when you select one game, all the others, like, fall away, which is very cool. It's a nice menu. It's, like, it's worth noting that they went the extra mile with a lot of the stuff in this game. There's also, because it's not just, like, an emulation and it's not just a port, uh, there are alternate modes and things you can do that you couldn't do in the originals. So for all of these games, there's an easy mode, there's a normal mode, and there's an original mode. An original mode is 
no changes or as few changes as possible because like code was rewritten so there's going to be some differences and normal mode is basically like a fixed version of the original so there are some layout changes especially i think in the first game yeah did they fix marvel zone um I, maybe the the youtube video i watched he got to marble zone and he was like all right i'm gonna stop here and i was like you okay made the right call this was, you made the right decision, but also I needed to see. They made two huge changes that I'm not sure how I feel about, uh, but I'm pretty sure I feel positively about, which is they added the spin dash to Sonic 1, which actually, there's an option. You can turn it on or off before you start the game. Yeah, I remember that being the, the first huge change was that you get spin dash in Sonic 1. As soon as I saw that, I was like, excuse me? But, you know, it works. Yeah, it's really cool. I don't think adding the spin dash, like, breaks Sonic 1 at all, you know? Yeah, you just didn't need it. It's not that adding it hurts it. And the other big thing is, uh, in the first Sonic game, whenever you hit a spike, it didn't matter if you were supposed to be invulnerable, you would take damage. And they removed that. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Which, you know, like, when when you and I were, were playing through uh, Marble Zone, like, on, on that one stream that one time, and I yeah, was... Yeah, we got bopped on it. We, all the time, like... Every time a spike, I thought I would be like, oh, well, I'm invulnerable, so I'm not going to take damage by the spike, and then I would just die. And, you know, there would be bits where you would hit a spike, and you would, like, take damage, and as you take took damage, you would fall into spikes again and die instantly. Yeah, see, I just interpreted that as a design choice, because, like, I talked about, I think, in the, the actual first episode. Yeah. Mega Man, when you hit a spike, you're supposed to die, so I figured Sonic's version was just slightly more forgiving than that. Yeah, so according to Sonic Retro, this is, this, like, mechanic is uh, referred to as the spike bug, because some people believe that it's actually not intended. Uh, in part because, like, it was changed in later games. But I feel like it was intended, and then they were like, oh, it turns out that was a bad decision. Yeah, it's just a different design choice for later on. Yeah. Because I don't know how the bug would have, like, if it was just another collision thing that does damage, why would it be programmed any differently, right? Yeah, it's because it's definitely, like, there is a difference in programming, you know? So it, it had to have been intentional, but I do think it was a bad decision. Or at the very least, the level layouts... Yeah, Marble Zone is a bad decision. That doesn't mean that the spikes are the problem. Yeah, especially because there's so many spikes in that level. And, you know, later games have, like, entire floors of spikes. And if you still had the the spike bug, quote-unquote, then it would break those levels. Like, they'd be way harder. Yeah, it wouldn't work right. I agree with that. So there's also some, uh, there's some sound effects throughout uh, all of the games. There's some sound effects that are changed as well to make them more modern or what um i think i'm i'm not entirely sure uh the this the sonic retro doesn't actually say why uh but i've i've listened to some of the sound effects changes most of the explosion sounds that are changed sounded very genesis-y and no longer sound is genesis-y so that could be why but the blue sphere like the sound that it plays when you collect the blue sphere sounds way worse to me so that might not necessarily be it. It's not that, like, nice, bubbly, soft, up-and-down type. Yeah. So the Sega Saturn doesn't use cartridges, it uses discs. So instead right. of having, like, music files that it knows how to play, like, it knows how to interpret that using the sound chip, it uses, like, MP3 files or, uh, like, WAV files or something. Like a music file where everything's already written and you just have to hit the play button on it. And so as a result, uh, sound effects and stuff like that, 
Like, music in this game, uh, there's an issue where there's a, a bit of a delay between hitting play and the music actually starting. And so that could be a, a potential reason why uh, they changed some of the sound effects. Like, it didn't, it didn't feel as snappy with the original sound effect because of the delay. Yeah. There was also, uh, that, that specific thing also caused a change for uh, power sneakers because uh, instead of speeding up the music, that can't happen anymore. So they just played a faster version of the song that was normally playing. But it had to start from the beginning? But it had to start from the beginning, and then when the like original song started again, it had to start from the beginning too. That's awful. Which it's interesting because there's a lot of there's a lot of very small differences between the this game and the original games, and almost all of those differences are we made it more approachable. Of course, we kept the original, but we also made it a little bit easier, especially for people who are more familiar with the later games. And also we added extra modes, uh, which I'll I'll talk about in a bit. And also we fixed a lot of bugs. But we also introduced this issue where the audio is just weirdly worse, you know? And that's just yeah. because of the way the hardware works. The cool stuff that you can do with audio in older consoles you can no longer do with this console. So, you just said worse. Did you yeah. know that there's another version of this game? Excuse me? So, <laughs> at some point in time... Oh, they no. released this game on a little handheld system called Game.com. Excuse me? What? It is made by Tiger Electronics, so you can already see where this is going. <laughs> it is a monochrome, like LCD type system. I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like try to send you uh, screenshots real Excuse quick. Excuse me? Yeah, just and there's a bunch of trivia about this. Just, just give me a moment. Give me a moment. You were, you were saving this. I, I just figured out as I was, like, looking up at the page, and it's just... Dude, let's, the reveals get deeper and deeper. It's That's like, incredible. So, I'm, I'm sorry, this is freaking everything in my face. That's the wrong Dude. channel. Uh, <laughs> so, this isn't even the right title screen, because they use Sonic R oh artwork. Oh my god. This is terrible. Oh lordy. What... What in the world? It's like he look. It's so monochrome that it looks like he's just living in a barren wasteland. <laughs> That's really bad. And let me just like let me just list some changes real quick because yeah, it, it lists some changes. Uh, here we go. Uh, I'm gonna tweet out some of this art. The Game.com oh, version is the first Sonic game to be released on a non-Sega console. Uh, it's the only official licensed Sonic game to be presented in monochrome. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. And. It uses unused Sonic 3 sprites, which includes Sonic falling asleep and whistling. And Knuckles can't glide. Oh. Wait, this is... What even... This isn't the same game. This is just the... Uh, this is like a... It's called Sonic Jam. Right. I love the bit that they were like, oh, for Sonic Jam, let's take our games and improve them in a lot of ways. And then somebody else was like, well, let's take that and make it way worse. Like literally make it as worse as possible. Let's do the opposite of that. Unlike Sonic 3... Sorry, what was I going to say? Un so, I don't know. Sorry. Unlike the other Sonic Saturn games like 3D Blast and um, Sonic R, Sonic Jam was mm -hmm. never released on PC. So that's another reason why this game is so hard to come across. That's true. Yeah. And, and it makes sense why this game wasn't released for PC, because it is just... I mean, half of it is just a collection of other games. And Sonic 3 and Knuckles was already on... 
PC. That's right. true. We also have Sonic Gems Collection, which comes with the two Saturn games. So, yeah, yeah, but this was this Sonic Gems Collection was released like almost ten years after this. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, the, like normally the Saturn games we consider to be like preserved by a Gems Collection, but. Yeah. In this case, we don't have jam on Jim's collection because that would be a collection in the collection. Well, I mean, to be fair, we never played the Saturn version <laughs> of 3D Blast on this podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I would like to do that eventually, but... It can be a bonus episode. Yeah, that, that would be... We would need a Sega Saturn, basically, for that to happen. So, uh, before we get into the thing that this game has that other games do not have... Like, the reason that this game is on our list, and it's not just a collection of games. Before we get to that, uh, let's talk about uh, other game modes within the four games it comes with, right? Yeah, I was curious about that. I really wanted to hear what you had to say. So, it has... First of all, it has time attacks, which just works for Sonic, you know? It has a bit where, I think... I, I want to double check before before I actually say this. Yeah, go for it. But I think with time attack time over is like you can't time out i know there's there's a way to turn off like timing out uh which is good um because i don't like that but it's it's a yeah. it's a small thing to not like because it's not something you run into very often right i also like whether or not you like it i think it does something good for the game which is encourage you to move faster yeah that's that's for sure i think it it doesn't really fit in Sonic 3 and Knuckles as much because that game is also has a more of an emphasis on exploration. Yeah, same with CD and Mania. Yeah, Mania for sure. Anyway, one of the one of the other game modes is it has like a special stage mode where uh, you just go through all of the special stages for the game that you're playing. Oh, it's like a practice run? Yeah, well, it's it's until you fail. So if you get through the first stage and the second stage, and then you lose on the, the third stage, that's the end of your run, and you see the results of all three at once. That's awesome. And it's like, your best was you got to the third stage, which is very cool, because it, it, like, first of all, you can just play that and have fun. And second of all, it does let you practice. And some of those special stages, you really need to practice. Yeah, that's actually... I like that a lot. I, I really like it. Like, it sounds like this was a really worthwhile, like, repackaging of the games. Like, they put some effort into it, which I didn't know. For Like, from what I could tell, the big draw of this game is the, the next little bit that we're going to talk about. But yeah, that sounds like, on its own, it's almost worth it. Of, of the game packages we've seen, this seems to me like the best one. What was the 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 Mega Man Legacy Collection? I want to Google that to make the sure. The one for, like, GameCube and PS2? Or? Um... Or are you talking about the current one that's on like PS4 and stuff? So there was a. I remember watching a um, a GDC talk about a Mega Man collection. Was it the GameCube one? I don't think so. That's the I'm Mega not... Man Anniversary Collection, isn't it? Yeah. It might be the Anniversary Collection. So it's the one that adds alternate game modes and alternate challenges to it. That's that's Legacy. That's, that's Legacy. That's like the current. That's, I think it's the modern one. So so what that game? I watched a GDC talk on it, and they talked about how because emulation is a dirty word. They found a way to not technically emulate the game, uh, so therefore they could like they could get Capcom's permission to make this game because it didn't use that that dirty word, <laughs> and because they didn't technically emulate it, they were basically able to go into the game and manipulate it the same way Sonic Jam manipulates the game, so they could add alternate game modes like time attack and specialized challenges, and that like 
that's super cool to me to be like here's exactly the same game but then we added crap to it in addition to that so wait was this like being done with was this interview with the developers or something uh it was uh, so a gdc talk so uh gdc is a game developers conference and you go there you network with a bunch of people and you watch talks by other developers and it's just an hour-long presentation or a half hour long presentation of like your th it's like a TED talk, but instead of about everything, it's specifically about uh, game design and uh, development and production, etc. And so they were talking about. I'm going to see if I can find this GDC Mega Man Legacy. I hope I'm. Yeah. So this this video is an hour long. I watched the whole thing. Uh, it's called "It's Just Emulation: The Challenge of Selling Old Games." <laughs> Somebody. Oh God. I like upvoted a comment on this uh, on this YouTube video, where they went through the entire video and they like broke it down into sections like a table of contents. Anyway, yeah. uh, that's not entirely relevant. The point is, like no other collection of Sonic games ever like goes in and changes stuff about the game to add to it, and that's something that like. That's why I feel like I wish I could play like Sonic Jam, like on the PC or something like that. And I know it won't happen because that would make all of the other Sonic games like you can buy Sonic 3 on Steam, and that yeah. would devalue that game for sure. You know. Well, I just think that like it's there's a reason that this is really the only collection that we have on our list. Yeah. Because even though Mega Collection and Gems and stuff, they have like unique things. It's all like art and music that's just sort of gathered yeah it has and this has that too but it it has it within this this entirely new like bit of gameplay yeah along with like changes that actually matter like there are fun things to do here that you just can't do in the original like games yeah and i think that that's worth mentioning like i think this is from what i can tell this is one of the most like lovingly crafted sonic collections it seems to me yeah yeah sega up until now has done a really good job with repackaging sonic stuff and i mean like in current like history sega has done a, a great job with giving us different like sonic collections like i think yeah. mega collection is a really really good one it gives you a bunch of music and it even collects some of like the history of sonic outside of the games because you can look at the comic book covers and you yeah. can see like there are entire there are like two or three issues of sonic comics that you can just read within mega collection which is very cool yeah i think that's awesome but i think that this one especially like drives home the gameplay point i would love like a new sonic collection that had stuff like this the like mega man legacy collection but for sonic I would I would buy that for sure, and that's that's basically what this game is. It's just a much older Mega Man Legacy collection before the legacy was as large. <laughs> so, uh, do we want to move on to the thing that this game does that is new? Yes, go for it. Okay, so in addition to the like old games that are not quite ported uh, onto the Sega Saturn, there's also a game mode called Sonic World, which is an entire it's not quite a game. It's more like um, a tech demo. Yeah, it's more like a tech demo. That that's exactly the perfect word for it. It's one more step in the process of proving that Sonic can exist in 3D. I think this is the final step before adventure. I I definitely because I was watching gameplay of Sonic World and I was like, this is exactly Sonic Adventure before we had everything figured out. You know. So this this was a game that it's sort of a proof of proof of concept. So. It, you can play as Sonic in this just sort of tiny 3D environment, and the controls, like, it looks very similar to the way Sonic Adventure ended up working. You know, 
you can move the camera, you can rotate the camera around. The camera, like, the camera pitches differently depending on how fast you're moving. So if you're moving quickly, you can see farther ahead of you. And if you're jumping and you're moving more slowly, you can see... Like it'll aim down? Yeah, it'll aim down so you can see where you're going to land and stuff like that. That's awesome. It's it's very, very smoothly done. Because I remember, like, Gex64 tried to do that, but it was really, like motion sicknessy and this is a much better version of that which is funny because i think this was before gex 64 not gex i'm sorry bugsy my bad bugsy bubsy 3d so within this it's sort of a sandbox mode you know there's not really like there's not stages there's just the one environment there are however little tasks that you can do there are missions Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, get 30 rings or like reach this, like these points, isn't it? Yeah. So there's a there's a pedestal you can stand on that will give you missions. Uh, and as soon as you step off of it, like you don't choose the missions. It shows you all of the missions that you have unlocked. Uh, and as soon as you step off of it, a timer starts. And when you step back on it, whatever mission you completed, it will show you your time for that. And if it's your best time, it will replace your previous best time. And then you'll unlock the next mission. And so it just goes like, oh, collect 20 rings, uh, collect 50 rings, touch, touch three checkpoints, you know. And so it'll have you explore this little tiny world. And it'll, it'll, you know, it'll time you. And it's, it's very cool because the world is very clearly designed in such a way that it wants you to familiarize yourself with it. Like, it's, it sort of has this circular path, and then there's, like, elevated levels and stuff like that. It's not like a 2D game where the goal is clearly to get from point A to point B, and while there may be a number of directions, pretty much all of them will eventually get you to point B, unless there's a secret. It's a world that makes it feel like you're just supposed to get up to different places and look around. Yeah. So, would it be fair to compare this to, like, Spiral Mountain from Banjo-Kazooie? I think that's actually a super fair comparison. Because that's the kind of impression I was getting from it, because this is just... This is uh, Sonic's, like, real first 3D experience. I mean, that's not even true. But he's not racing or moving forward constantly. It's like, you can explore an environment freely, and you're not, like... You don't have anything else, like, to really worry about. You're given, like, a solid objective. Yeah, and like Spiral Mountain, there are, like... A, a set of things you can do that are there not to be necessarily challenging, but to just help you familiarize yourself with the world around you. Yeah. The other thing is, like, I do see the very clear transition between, like, you have Sonic 3D Blast, which goes, okay, here's a kind of 3D environment, but not really. And then you have this, which is, let's take that and let's let you control the camera much more and, like, really make it more about, like, familiarize, like, really more about the environment, you know? And you can see more of the environment at any given time. Uh, And then I would say the biggest mechanical difference between this and Sonic Adventure is really just the homing attack, you know? Like, there's a bunch of polished stuff aside from that, but if you look at this... Like, you can clearly see where Sonic Adventure... Like, Sonic Adventure is not a huge step from this. Yeah, the line is very direct on Sonic's progress to 3D. Yeah, for sure. Which is very cool to me. I like it a lot. And I think, like I said, I think that this game has a lot to offer just on the collection aspect alone. But this part, too... When when you were a kid and you got a hold of this, this must have been amazing. Yeah. So, the other thing is, uh, we talked about how Mecha Collection has, like, a gallery and stuff like that. This game does, too... The gallery exists in the forms of different buildings within this 3D environment. Yeah. Which is especially cool because it's like, okay, so I got this hub, I'm gonna walk on over to the, like, 
sound test, and then now that I'm in the sound test, I can listen to music, you know? And then I'm gonna go to the art gallery, or I'm gonna go to the... I'm gonna look at the manuals for these games, and stuff like that. That museum aspect is something that I think is maybe even more important than, like, being able to play these older games. Like, that's certainly certainly an important element, but I think that, like current collections of games that you get now they're like literally just digital versions of the older games yeah which i i wish we did more like packaging with stuff where you would get like oh on this file you have access to a bunch of different music tracks and like maybe even some promotional stuff like commercials and things like that yeah and manuals and stuff like that and different art assets like concept art is awesome to have and if we could like combine all of that stuff and package it with games to like sort of preserve the experience of when the game came out I think that would make it a lot easier to do something like like a nostalgia piece yeah for sure and and for me I think I really enjoy the idea of you physically walk to the gallery in the game you know yeah it's it's such a good feeling to like be Sonic and then go and like learn about Sonic's history yeah so like Namco Museum has this as well right uh, is that for the PlayStation 1? Somewhere. I'm not sure. There's got to be a billion different things titled Namco Museum. That's true. There was one on the 64 and the PS1, I know that. Okay. So that's that's also like you have a gallery, and in that it's even more like it's a physical gallery where the concept art, you walk up to each individual piece, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like framed. Yeah. Yeah. And I really like that, although I would also like the ability to like look at it in its like perfectly scanned form and zoom in on it and stuff like that. Yeah. I have a friend, I mean we all know him. But he has yeah. the PS1, like, Namco Museum, and it's just, like, this first-person walk down a hallway. Like, it's so, like, dead, and, like, the music is weird. It's like playing <laughs> LS- LSD Dream Simulator. Yeah, it's like a first-person bit. But with, like, Namco instead of, you know, Nightmares. And that's that's where it's, like, a bit... Like, you could have done that a little bit better. It's a little creepy. And uh, Sonic Jam is not creepy. No, Sonic Jam, feel, like, seems seems really cool. I, I like how it's preserved, like, it's video games and the culture surrounding them preserved in a way that only video games can do. Absolutely. Yeah. It's very cool. It's very self-contained and neat, and I, I really wish we had, like, a bunch more stuff like this for, for games nowadays. I want, like, a Sonic Jam 2, you know? Yeah, dude. I just want Sonic Jam... But, like, it's got absolutely... Like, every game that we had in our list that was complicated to get a hold of bundled together with, like, some stuff to support, like, the original developers and stuff like that. Like, things to show why it's cool that Aspect made a bunch of the Sonic Game Gear games. Like, if we could bundle that together. And if we could, like, have a lot of promotional artwork showing Sonic's progress from being, like initially cute to, like, more, like, action hero kind of. Bundle yeah. all the Game Gear games. Just get Sonic Adventure DX on the GameCube. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that doesn't preserve them in, like, a cool way. They're, like, tucked into this confusing <laughs> process of... Well, the other thing, right, is Sonic Adventure... Sonic Adventure DX is the one-game version of Sonic Jam, where they took the same game and they added missions and stuff to it, you know? Yeah, Sonic DX adds the missions and it adds the, like... Game Gear games and stuff like that, which is cool. Yeah. I want a collection of that for Sonic. Yeah, it, it, it would just be really cool to see something like this, but with a more, like, wide scope of Sonic. Because this is just the first, like the main three Sonic games from this era, which is still cool on its own right, but it, it just, yeah. like, we have the power to make it so much more than that at this point. Oh, uh, one thing I forgot to mention uh, when we were talking about the, like, changes for the, the old games... This is, it's very important we mention this. The spinning barrel in Carnival Night Zone is gone. (gasps) They're like, this barrel that you have to know how to manipulate in order to get past, 
friggin' apparently even back then that was such a controversy that they were like, <laughs> we we removed it. That's hilarious. It's it's only in the original version of Sonic 3. It's not in the normal or easy mode of Sonic 3. That's really cool. That's really funny to me. But yeah, that's I I just I just had to mention that because I I forgot and that's so like that's such a big thing that they were like in 1997, right? Like back even before like you would go to the internet and complain about things in a game, you know, like the Sonic team got wind of, oh yeah, people are really having a hard time with this barrel, you know? <laughs> yeah. I love that. So, I think it's, like, pretty clear that we're all thumbs up on this, right? Yeah. Yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, this is a, this is an awesome, like, little piece of Sonic history. And to be clear once more about Sonic World, it's not really a game. No, like, but I think, for what it is, I think it does what it needs to well. Yeah, I agree. Alright, everyone, so... Sonic Jam marks the end of the Sonic Classic era. And so, to celebrate, we're going to be listing the games we hated to the ones we loved in that order, and also say what our favorite song from that is. So, let me find... Okay. So, at number 22, we have Sonic Labyrinth. You probably thought it was going to be Sonic 2 Game Gear, but don't worry, we'll get to that. It's... It's cool that we have a worst Sonic game ever. So far. And it's Sonic Labyrinth. Yeah, so far. But we it was it was a hotly debated subject what the bottom three were gonna be, but we came to the conclusion that Sonic Labyrinth, as a result of its wholly unsonic nature plus just being forgettable, earned it the bottom spot. It's really boring. Like, other games are like frustrating and but this one is just boring from start to finish, I feel like. It is a completely forgettable game. Yeah. It's, it's not good. And for our favorite song for Sonic Labyrinth, it was Act 2. Because there's no individual level music, just the act music for the first for all the levels, so... And what we'll be doing for this is you'll hear probably around 10 to 20 seconds of the music on its own. We're going to fade out for a little bit. And then for the duration of the segment, you'll be hearing that the rest of the song in the background until we cut to the next song. So, at number 21, it's Sonic Eraser. And our favorite song from Sonic Eraser is... Puzzle Mode. Exactly half of the songs in this game. Yeah, it was it was really hard to choose between the two songs. Between this and the one that makes our ears bleed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. It's it's interesting that this this game is not last place because it's like it's barely Sonic and also it's barely a game, but it still <laughs> has more things going on than Sonic Labyrinth does. Yeah, it's just, it's got two modes, really. Like, it's got multiplayer, and that's just enough to, like, bring it... Well, I also think just the way pieces are rotated, like, you have to pay attention to figure out how things work, you know? Yeah, there's ideas. Rotated, he says. 
well, rotate, like, in a very liberal use of the word, like... Transition? Trans, like, mutating more like. It's, it's a weird one. But it, it's, they're both hot garbage. Yeah. And the music is also very, very bad. We picked the puzzle mode song because it loops after 10 seconds as opposed to 3 seconds for the versus mode song. It's real bad. It's real bad. There's also no title music for that game. It's just like a slow panning book of... <laughs> the ancient book of Sonic. <laughs> yeah, man. At number 20, finally, we have Sonic 2 on the Game Gear. Rounding out our bottom three. I maintain that this game has more going on for it after the first boss of the game. The problem is you have to get past the first boss. We should, we should note that our favorite song for this game is Green Hills Zone. That is with an S on the end. Yes. So this game, really, if you just add rings to the boss stages, the game becomes so much better. Right, but they didn't, and that's the problem. And incredibly, like, the next couple bosses are much easier, too. Well, yeah, I'd assume they don't ask you to hit them eight times in a row while also being a telepath. Yeah. You have to be a little bit of a telepath, but it it's not nearly as bad. It's, it's a bad time. It's so weird to me yeah. that they'd have such a huge wall at the beginning. I, I, finally, I finally dodged all the bombs, and then Eggman rammed me, and I wasn't prepared for it, and I got a game over. Yeah. That is a whole new layer to the hell that is that <laughs> level. That's like, I want to be the guy. Alright, so at number 19, we have Tails Sky Patrol. And we had a it had a lofty debate on what song we wanted to put in this. We went with Metal Island. for these people, but I like ballads, and I think it fits the more slow-paced nature of the game, but this game isn't that great anyway, so who cares? Yeah. So, the music in this game overall is about as good as the game to me, which is to say, there's some good ideas, but on the whole, it doesn't work for me. It's like just a hair below acceptable as a game. <laughs> yeah. Let it be known that it was almost a living hell to try to decide the best music in these Game Gear games. <laughs> yeah. Almost. It almost. Came, it, a lot of it came down to me and Isaiah agreeing and Charlie deciding to just secede to us because he couldn't get into any of the music. Yeah, well, I had a hard time with the music too, but it was a little bit easier because, like, some stuff stuck out every once in a while. Yeah. And that was what I ended up gravitating towards. All right. At number 18, we have Sonic Not 3D Blast. Sonic Blast for the Game Gear. Yeah. We chose the boss theme for this one. another like hard game gear game with like what do we do <laughs> so if you're paying attention you might notice 
every one of these is for the Game Gear, except for... <laughs> is Sonic Eraser for the Genesis? Sonic Eraser is for the uh, Genesis, and yeah. it was for the weird download service. But it feels that... like it was for the Game Gear. It feels like a 8-bit game. Yeah. In spite of The itself. music certainly did. Alright. Do we really want to say anything about Sonic Blast? It's just like the most forgettable 2D. The only cool thing it has is that you can double jump as regular Sonic. Yeah. Of, like, that doesn't really save it, so, so Sonic Blast, everybody. At number 17, we have Sonic Drift 1. And our favorite song from that is the Options Music. How about that? <laughs> it's one of the first few tracks you hear in the game, and I think it does a good job of like setting the mood. For it's, the game. it's really just the menu music. I don't know why it says options on the track listing, but yeah. it's Sonic Drift 2 is definitely a much better game than Sonic but Drift 1. We can talk about that later. That's true. <laughs> okay. It's just not good, or as good. It's missing components to really like get it there. You know. Yeah, it, it's just like a baseline Sonic spin-off type thing. It's it, it was a thumbs down overall from our group, and I think that it earned that. But it also definitely didn't do anything to put it worse than, you know, the bottom five. Yeah. I think it definitely, like, scraped its way out of the bottom five for good reasons. And at number 16, a game people actually care about, Sonic 1 for the Genesis. Now, this was a tough sell. We should we should say what our, our best song for this oh, is. Oh yeah, our best song was Starlight Zone. It was between Starlight Labyrinth and uh what Green Hill for the most part? Yeah. Yeah. These guys don't like yeah. Scrap Brain apparently. Yeah. I don't like Scrap Brain. Scrap Brain I really don't like. Or no, I'm thinking of Spring Yard. Spring Yard's the one I really don't like. Scrap Brain is okay, but I just you know. So after we ranked these, I actually played Sonic 1 and I actually got to Scrap Brain Zone. I actually got to the last boss, but I got a game over. So I think that means I'm officially better at Sonic 1 than the rest of these. So I kind of like it a little bit more, but I think Sonic I think 1. My biggest problem with Sonic 1, aside from all of the waiting you have to do, because you have to do so much... Uh, yeah. My biggest problem is really just how unapproachable it is compared to later games. Yeah, it's very hard to, like, chip away at. And that's why I think it's in the bottom third of this list, is because you really, you have to chip away at it, and that's not a problem any other Sonic game has. I mean, like, to some degree, like, there's stuff in 3 and 2, but, it, yeah, it's not a type of game where you have to, basically you'll end up playing each stage three times, and then you'll play the next one three more times. So I played like Green Hill Zone six times before you beat Marble Zone. And by yeah. the way, once you've made it through the hell that is Marble Zone, Labyrinth Zone doesn't feel so bad. You just gotta <laughs> not play it like a Sonic game, I guess. I, I've kind of learned yeah. to just play Sonic games slowly and not care about going fast as much. Because by the way, after Green Hill Zone, it's basically Starlight Zone where it starts feeling like a Sonic game again. Oh, okay, cool. That was my okay. experience, at least. Because I... Spring Yard's... Spring Yard is... I don't like Spring Yard. I'd probably rather play too. Labyrinth than Spring Yard. 
Also, like, the three of us have talked about this, but I need to get it out there. Sonic 1's music is not that good. It's... <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm getting used to it, okay? But, like, I mean, I can tolerate getting it, used like... to it. I can definitely tolerate it, too, but it's not... It's not Eraser. Yeah, it's, that's true. But it's also, like, Sonic has a reputation for having great music. That did not start with Sonic 1. Yeah, that's for sure. You know. All right, so getting back on track, at number 15 is Sonic 1 on the game here. I love Which... the irony that Sonic 1 Game Gear is something we enjoyed more than Sonic 1 Genesis. At this point, yeah. I would rank it higher. I only got it to the Jungle Zone, which is, granted, farther than I got last time, but... Oh, what's our uh, what's our Sonic Game Gear best song? Oh, yes. Our favorite song is Bridge Zone, which I guess Steven didn't like as much. I wasn't super into it. It's a very happy, upbeat song, but to me it doesn't fit the mood of, like, an action type game. And that's but totally it's not fair. a bad song. Yeah. I get why you guys picked it. Honestly, it also I would put 16-bit over 8-bit now. I don't know if I said that already. We need to we need to talk about Bridge Zone does sound a lot like Tails theme from Sonic Adventure. <laughs> it does. I, oh, I feel wait, like no, I'm now the... hearing it. I'm now hearing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like all of the Sonic Adventure stuff we should be talking about in Sonic Adventure. Yeah, but <laughs> as like, opposed to oh, but we'll be talking about Sonic Adventure later I'm, in this. Season. I'm gonna forget about it. Like, <laughs> I need to talk about it while I'm looking at the words Bridge Zone on my TV. <laughs> all right. So. But Sonic One beat it, I think, because for the most part, like, it just has more ideas and stuff, so we liked it, right? Like, it had more charm. It, it to gave it. a good positive impact. It was also more yeah. approachable as well. Yeah. yeah. So, at number 14, we have Tails Adventures. Tails Adventure. Just the one adventure. Well, what are you going to do? And our favorite song from it was Poly Mountain 1. Now, what a song. I really liked this game. And I know Steven was less jazzed about it. I've liked it more since okay. like, I took a couple more looks at it. It's it's not bad. It's definitely got a lot of neat ideas. It's especially like, it's a Game Gear game that I could really see myself playing in a car trip. It and fully used the power of the system. It's yeah. like Pokemon for the like Game Boy, where it's just like, how do you fit this in here? For sure. Uh, and I also feel like the music is pretty good for this game. Like, yeah, it's not bad. I've had a problem with a lot of Game Gear music, but I feel like this one I like a lot more on average. It also finds a way to pull off like the more cozy, comfy type music because yeah. it's a slower-paced game, so it doesn't feel like the music should match the pace that you're moving at. Yeah, yeah. It works well. At number 13, we have Sonic Drift 2. And our favorite song from that is I Am Hilltop. I am I Hilltop. Am Hello, everybody. My name is Hilltop. Hilltop was 
Never mind. So, like, my... I liked a bunch of different songs from it. I think this was the game... There were a few games where we all sort of disagreed on what our favorite songs were, and I think this was yeah. one of them. We settled on Hilltop. This game definitely took Sonic Drift and made it into something that was genuinely fun. Like, yeah. Drift 1 was missing a lot of components, and this was like, oh, well, let's just add in all of those components, and now this is a fully fun, like... Like, I would enjoy this as much as I would enjoy Super Mario Kart, you know? Yeah, I think it's interesting that... Uh, the way we did our lists was we sort of aggregated everyone's list, so yeah. our bottom our bottom three were very close, and I think a lot of our bottom half in general was very close, but at the top half of all of our lists uh, had a lot of diversion to it, yeah. and I think it's interesting that as a result of that, we sort of averaged our scores, and Drift 2 came out below the next game on the list, even though Drift 2 got two thumbs up, so it, like... It should be better. Yeah, it would be at the top half, but I think that just as a result of it being, like, I don't know, sort of like a thumbs up, but not like a huge, like, big ticket Sonic game and not being a 2D one, sort of like dropped it towards the middle, but I do think that this sort of marks the point where we sort of drift into the ah. a lot more, <laughs> a lot more thumbs up section. So I would think that if, if we were having, like, this list broken up into two halves, whereas it's the thumbs down half and the thumbs up half... It would either be uh, Tails Adventure or Sonic Drift 2 that marks us drifting again yeah. into the up half. Which is interesting because the top half, quote-unquote, is actually the top two-thirds of the list. Like, for the yeah. most part, we've liked most of these games. Didn't I say that these two were tied, Drift 2 and Tails Adventures? Uh, yeah, I think I think that these were the tie. It was either that or the next one on the list that was tied. I can't remember. Mm. Should I, is that a transition I hear? Uh, it is yeah. a transition. Not yeah. anymore, because you pointed it out. Okay, shut up. <laughs> Number 12 is Sonic Chaos, and our favorite song from that is Mecha Green Hill Zone. Oh, Mecha Green Hill Zone. So, so it's... far we've gotten, like, Green Hill's our favorite song for, like, two games, but... <laughs> Well, it's interesting because I'm I hate that they put Green Hill Zone into every game as much as the next guy, but the music for the stages is consistently enjoyable. Well, and the cool thing is that the Game Gear games, and I I've noticed that this is the result of them being developed by Aspect. I think yeah. the Game Gear games share this song a couple of times because Green Hill's Zone has the little segment in it that is most noteworthy for being from Sonic. What is that song actually called? Uh, Toot Toot Sonic Warrior? Uh, you Can Do Anything. Yeah, You Can Do Anything. Yeah. There's this, there's this little melody segment that is first found in Sonic 2 for the Game Gear, which is the first aspect of the game. And then it's found again here in Sonic Chaos as Mecha Green Hill Zone, where it's in the middle of the song. But other than that, those two songs are completely separate. But they're both, I think in their own right, really good songs. And yeah. I also like that Mecha Green Hill Zone is not just Green Hill Zone, it's this really cool, like, roboticized version of it that has a reason to show up later. In the yeah. Game. When when Aspect does include Green Hill Zone, they usually augment it in some way. Like, uh, Green Hills is in Sonic 2 Game Gear. They're like, alright, we gotta change it somehow. It's not just Green Hill Zone. And they usually have mechanics as well that, that separate it, that make it distinct from just the first stage in Sonic. And thus, yeah. Mecha Green Hill. 
It should also be noted that Sonic Chaos, Charlie gave it a thumbs up, and Isaiah and I both gave it a thumbs down, but I think for Isaiah and I, it was very close to the top of our list for the games that we gave a thumbs down, because yeah. it just barely... Those special stages really crushed it for you guys. <laughs> well, it was just the design of it. It wasn't necessarily the special stages themselves. Like, the second, or the third special stage, rather, is, like, garbage, but yeah. the first two are fine. It's just the idea of getting 100 rings in a game where it's not fun to collect rings that I think really undersells it. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So, at number 11, we have Knuckles Chaotix. Picking the music was so hard. It was. First of all, because there's a lot of it. Yeah. Second of all, it's a mixed bag. It is a mixed bag. I think it, it trends positively. The music that we picked... Was Door Into Summer. only song that actually made it outside of this game <laughs> well i think it's vice versa it made it out of this game because it's the best one but yeah. <laughs> but it's just it's a great feel-good song it like, is. you hear it and it makes you like excited there's a lot of music in this game that's just relaxing like it yeah. feels like knuckles hanging out with his friends is sort of the idea of this game yeah well, and even, like, the, your starting area, like, when you select your stage, you're in, like, a theme park, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're in a theme park at night, which is, like, my favorite aesthetic. Yeah, it's really nice. And there's a lot of music in this game that gets reused and adjusted slightly. Yeah, that's so true. So it's, it's even harder to pick from those, because a lot of them are good, but you hear them, like, a couple different ways, and it's hard to pick which version you want. That's really Knuckles Chaotix in a nutshell. Like, it's good, but it's the same thing a bunch of times. <laughs> yeah I just the, the music I think at this point after listening to a lot of it is maybe the best part of this game or at least the most polished part mm-hmm. at number 10 is Sega Sonic and our favorite song from this is the credits I guess before we, you guys say anything, I just want to talk about my experience playing the arcade version oh, because please. I played yes, this sure. after I was uh, after we recorded this, and the trackball really makes a difference. It really puts the excitement into the game, like trying to crush things, and it feels a little bit more precise than using freaking arrow keys on the yeah. keyboard. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I would have loved to like keep playing this game, but. I, I'm gonna never let this down. My friend wanted to leave because we had a tight schedule because we were in Chicago. Oh, yeah. But which, which is that makes sense. Yeah, and I just wanted to play more of it, but it was a pretty good, and I definitely enjoy it more for playing it. Yeah, there. Well, so there's bits in the game where like you're on a ledge or something like that, and there's just an arrow that's like you have to move in that direction or you have to spin the ball in that direction, and usually it's like spikes are uh, like going on. And if you don't do it soon, you'll get hurt. And just being like, oh, no, I have to hold left. I'm in a lot of danger. <laughs> Versus like, okay, I got to friggin' like, move my hand quickly along the trackball to, like, friggin' push it like crazy, you know? Yeah, using, like, both hands to try and, like, spin it as fast as possible. Yeah, like, that's a completely different experience. Yeah, I'm glad you got to go. I hope that at some point we can all go together and maybe, like, record something live. That would be fun. Yeah, that because w- there's three of us. Yeah, we can play the game, like, the way it's meant to be played. Oh, be really man, cool. that would be excellent. But yeah, I think that this game, 
it is the bottom of our top ten, but I definitely think it earns that spot just for like the ideas it presents and yeah. the like the cool characters it's got. And it does constantly have new ideas, which is my yeah. like something I love, especially throughout this podcast that I've come to love about Sonic, is that it's a constant barrage of ideas. You know, yeah. new ideas, but so early that no one ever remembered it. Just like Mighty and Ray. Heyo. <laughs> and moving on, number nine is actually our other arcade title, Sonic the Fighters. I could have sworn this one was higher up, but that's whatever. <laughs> but and our favorite song for this game is the advertisement song. It's so great because it's the song that really draws you in, and I love it so much. I do I do really like this game's soundtrack. I feel like my biggest problem with the soundtrack is that with the exception of this song and maybe one or two others, there's not really one that stands out, but they're all solid they're all solidly good, even though none yeah. of them are really great. You know? It's it's like good background fight music type yeah. stuff. I like the title song. I think the key problem with some of the songs in this game is that they become a bit, like, cacophonous. Yeah. Where there's just, like, a lot of loud tracks going on at once that don't necessarily line up, but I think that, like, and in I, general, it's good at presenting excitement and, like, drawing your attention. I will mm-hmm. complain again about the, like, getting hit sound when rings come out of you that plays all the time. Like, that, that with the music, really adds to the cacophony. You know, yeah. And I think if they had a less grating sound for when you get hit, it would be much better. I I can level with you on that. <laughs> I do still think that rings have to come out every time you get hit, though. Oh yeah, no, it it totally makes sense. It just like hurts to hear. You know, it makes it yeah. much harder to actually have the the sound on in the game. But yeah, we've got a fondness for this game, and even though it's not not super Sonicy. Yeah. There is Super Sonic in it, but it's not very—it's not a very Sonic game. I do think that it captures like a neat experience well. At number eight, it's the highest Game Gear game, Sonic Triple Trouble. I think that I single-handedly brought this one up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so our our favorite song is the Sunset Part Zone Train. I, oh wait, the, that's just me. I think the thing, I think the <laughs> I thing like that dance. that makes this song is not just the way the song is written because it's also great, but it's also the way in which it's presented. Is it's the only boss in the game, like where you don't you don't transition through a loading screen. Like you get to the end of the stage and then you're just on the train. The train starts moving, all music goes away, and then this song fades in very dramatically. Yeah, there's no act three. It's, it's so cool. I love the ambiance that this song provides. And the background in that area is like this cool sunset, so it feels like you're like it's almost dusk and this song starts playing. Yeah. It's so good. It's such a it's such a neat little experience. That game does have a huge number of flaws, especially when you get to the water <laughs> level. But I oh, do think God. that 
this boss almost alone for me like salvaged a lot of it. That and like the uh, the bubbles in the next area after it. But like I I think that this boss is maybe one of the best experiences I've had with the Sonic boss. Mm-hmm. Just the voice presented. Yeah. And the music certainly helps drive that point home. Yeah. Number seven, it's that beloved hit Sonic R, and our favorite song from it is Diamond in the Sky. another one where it was just way too hard to pick a favorite but we did actually all of us had the same three songs in our top three it was just a slightly different order yeah which is very cool like i mean i think all of the songs are pretty good this is diamond in the sky is definitely my favorite yeah but uh our our number two was uh you're my number one yeah, that was my top song, but Charlie and Isaiah agreed that Diamond in the Sky was a little better, so we went with that one. Sorry, my number two is You're My Number One. I just have to... I <laughs> that just was my to... number one, I think. No. Yeah, it was my number one. Anyway. We went back and forth, I think, but we we decided to go with Diamond in the Sky. Yeah. And then Back in Time, as an honorable mention, was like our favorite of the the like main tracks, I guess. I Honestly, I think Sonic R would be lower on this list for me if it weren't for the soundtrack. Yeah, it, the soundtrack definitely helps create the mood for that game. Mm. But I do think that it's, like, a, a great 3D experience. Yeah. Ah, uh, yes, but Isaiah, you forget. Metal Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> my Fair son. Fair point. Fair point. My, my son. Oh, boy. My son, Metal Knuckles. All right. At number six, we have Sonic Spinball. mixed feelings about yep. this game <laughs> yo say the say the favorite song oh it's toxic case what else would it be yeah there was the no competition theme. am i right guys options theme nobody else likes it i'm sorry people on youtube do well went to the comment people section on YouTube... and they're like if if the internet's taught me one thing it's to never trust the youtube comment section if you the go com- the comment section for that song when i looked it up specifically like not the ost but just specifically that one song it was like i don't and the whole comments was just people being like i don't know why people hate this song nobody actually <laughs> saying they hated it but just everyone acknowledging that everyone else hates it no comment section for a song will ever be like this song is bad that's actually not true. I was listening to the <laughs> I was actually listening to the one of the Game Gear soundtracks and like there were two comments and they were both like, Man, this song isn't good. And I was like, Well, yeah. there's two comments here. I was <laughs> I was playing Sonic Spinball pretty recently and I was I almost got like all three emeralds on the second stage, but I got a game over and it just breaks my heart. It's it's that's, a, that's pinball though, man. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like but... th- this game becomes less charming just the more of a grind it starts to feel like. Yeah. The first stage really salvages the, the heck out of it, though. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, at number five, it is Sonic CD, and I just want to say that the best song is Sonic Boom.
I think we agreed on the ending version. Sorry, I I, I just looked to my left and there's like, okay, I gotta say the song. But I, I we're, we're agreeing on the ending like... theme though, right? Not the beginning yeah. game. Yeah, yeah, we'll play the ending theme. Okay. I love that you were like, every other game you were like, our favorite song is this. And then for this, you were like, I just gotta say, the best song is this. <laughs> Like, Char Charlie was like, I want to take as much as I can away from the stage music for this game. <laughs> so, the thing is, I did a lot of thinking about this game, because I don't think I actually hate it. I always say I do. I don't. I had to listen to the two soundtracks several times to understand. I still think it's a mixed bag, but there are some really good hits, like U.S., Bad Future, Star Speedway. But yeah, dude, that sounds great. I, I played a bit of it earlier, and uh, like the game itself... And I was actually able to have a little bit of fun with trying to get the good future. I did get it once, but getting the emeralds and... <laughs> On that note, I wanted to say that I would like to apologize to Charlie for roasting him so bad during the Sonic CD episode. <laughs> it's okay. I appreciate you being a good sport during the segment too, but you're also completely fine to have your opinions about that game. I, It could be better, that's all I can say. I would like to point out that for this game... All three of our lists were radically different. Yeah, I, I'm the exclusive reason why this made the top five because I think it was like my, it was either my number one game or my second game. It I think it was actually one. my number one. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder. I'm gonna go back and look at where it was for me. It, it actually it was number five for me. So it's number five right now. So I I'm exactly I did it. it was, you guys. It was, it was number all eleven me. for me. But so for our our list of favorite songs. We all, I think we all three had Sonic Boom, but our other two options were were completely different from each other. Yeah, this was a game where, like, we, I think we each just had different tastes for what we liked. Yeah. Like, I don't think we all agree that this game has, like, an awesome soundtrack the full way through, but I think we each had, like, a few things that matched our favorite mood for music, and with how many songs were in this yeah. game, it was going to be, like, spread out no matter what. It's definitely as a result of there being so many songs. There's so many, and they're so, like... There's such a variation in quality and even, like, choices for the, the way they're, like, made. For sure. Yeah. At number four, we have Sonic 3D Blast. What's the favorite song for that one, Charlie? The favorite song for that is Panic Puppet Act 1. Because we heard it again in Sonic Adventure, and it just really, it really Look, kicks you, really kicks you when you get like through, uh, what was it, 25 seconds in? Yeah. Yeah, dude. So, there's a reason this song made it into Sonic Adventure. It's because it's really good. Because John Cena was lazy. And no. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if Love we spent enough time saying this during our Sonic 3D Blast episode. This soundtrack is incredible. This is probably, to me, the best Sonic soundtrack. End of sentence. Definitely of the classic era, hands down of the classic era. Probably ever. There's not a bad song in this soundtrack. Like, in terms of, like, definitely other games have had better songs than the best song in this game, maybe. But no, no game soundtrack has been as consistently good as this one. Like, it's nothing but hits. Uh, we also really disagreed on what the best song was for this one because they were all hits. Yeah, because they're all so good and they're 
their moods each suit their levels so well that yeah. like I I need to say I love Volcano what did I what is it called? Uh Volcano Valley Zone. I love like Act One, uh you were saying like the intro is the intro to every Sonic song, and I can appreciate that. But I love yeah. the way that you get past that act, and then Act Two starts, and it's a completely different emotion. Like the yeah. two songs have this emotional arc, and I love that. Yeah, my favorite was Rusty Ruin. I just love the like. It's got this feeling of like this huge, open, mysterious, like ancient space that I love, and then the second act like doubles over on that in a really cool way. Yeah. yeah. Also, like Green Green. Uh, Grove Zone Act Two is like an eight-minute-long song. I mean, according to that soundtrack we were looking at, but sure. Yeah, I think it loops after like three minutes or something. Okay. All right. So at number three we have Sonic Two on the Genesis, and I guess I was leading on that I didn't like it as much as I used to, but I still like really like this game. And it's still good. Yeah. yeah. So the best song? Oh, the best song is. Regrettably, Chemical Plant Zone. <laughs> now you're the one that doesn't like Chemical Plant Zone because I of hear it too much. It's great. We listen to a little dissection of it that maybe appreciate a little bit more. But like, yeah, I. I find it really hard to like it sometimes. And I, I do get Every that. part of this song is a masterpiece, and when you put it all together, it's a glorious, transcendent being of music. I think this is the first Sonic game where the music starts becoming really good. This puts Sonic music on the map, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I think, like we were saying earlier, I think Chemical Plant Zone, Sonic 2 in general, but Chemical Plant Zone specifically, defined uh, the cultural, like like understanding of genesis music like it defined the genesis sound you know in our our collective minds yeah to me this song between the amazing bass line that's just there through the whole song as well as there's this sort of like i don't know how you would describe it there's like a treble melody that's like sort of guitar-y yeah that you can't super hear on its own uh that's why we listened to the dissection because there's a couple things i want to show them like separate from the song itself but if you like listen for that it really supports the, like, regular, like, rhythm-type melodies, as well as the main melody for the song. And then the drum in that song is just this awesome, like, drum and bass drum beat that just carries it the whole way through. It's, it's such, a, such a good song. I would like to point out that Sonic 2 is our third favorite Sonic game, and Sonic 1 is our 16th favorite Sonic game. <laughs> the world truly is cruel. <laughs> But like yeah, that's you can, that's, you can tell the, learning. that's the jump in quality between Sonic One and Sonic Two. Yeah. Sonic Two's polish is just like amazing, and it's crazy that it only goes up from there. Yeah. <laughs> All right, at number two we have Puyo Puyo Tetris. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, mean Doctor Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, and our favorite song from that is of course Two Player Verses. song you'll hear the most and it's it's good because it's a great song it's so hype it's freaking thrash metal 
<laughs> it is, it is, yeah. So I think, I think uh, Mean Beam Machine made it so high, I think because of, like, our memories associated with it, you know? Yeah. I also think it's just because of, it's, like, a well-packaged game. That That's definitely Let, true. Like, it somehow, it brings a side of Sonic that we do not see that still feels fitting, especially to a Western audience. Well, and also, like, Charlie really likes playing the, the single-player mode for it, right? Uh, I, I mean, of, yeah. I think we just, we just like, Charlie and I both just like the, the mood of it. Yeah. I actually beat Kirby's Avalanche over the weekend just for the hell of it, so I guess that doesn't really disprove your point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, I, I also think this game has more personality than Kirby's Avalanche. Would you agree? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Trash talking Kirby it has a lot of personality. <laughs> Trash talking Kirby. That's fair. All right. But but yeah, Mean Bean Machine like hit us up with it. the number one. Hit it. Surprise number us. Number one. What is could possibly be? What, what could possibly, possibly be, left be the after number these one other games? Sonic game of the classic era. Number one is Sonic Three and Knuckles, and we kind of cheated for this one. Our favorite game, and it was mostly Steven who wanted to cheat this, but I digress because we picked for for our favorite Sonic Three song. It was Azure Lake. And you're like, what? What the heck is that? And it's like. Did you know that Sonic 3 has a two-player mode? Crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's one of the two-player game levels, and it has a great song. You should listen to them. That's why you need to listen to this entire soundtrack, because, I mean, I would argue that this is better than Sonic 3D Blast, but I digress. <laughs> Do you want to say anything else about Azure Lane? I just said the name of a gotcha game. Oh my god. Uh, Azure should... Lane? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I just want to say that the Sonic 3 soundtrack, I think Charlie and I both align more with the Sonic 3 half of Sonic 3 and Knuckles, but Isaiah is actually a big fan of the Sonic and Knuckles yeah. soundtrack. Yeah, so I would like to say, uh, first of all, in our, like, we made an indi we each made an individual list and then, like, averaged out the numbers. Sonic 3 and Knuckles was my number one, it was Charlie's number one, and it was Steven's number two. Like, yeah. this was a very unanimous decision that this was our favorite game. What, Azure Lake? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 uh, the game itself. Oh, yeah. sorry. So in terms of yeah. music, I feel like we didn't agree at all on this, and it wasn't yeah. for the same reasons that we didn't agree for others. I think this yeah. is, it's similar to the reason we didn't agree for Sonic CD, because we really just had different tastes. Yeah, it's like such a huge spread that our tastes are going to show a lot more in this kind of like music selection than in another. Yeah. I was playing this game earlier on the Nintendo DS Classic Collection, so I got to find, just, I was able to at least see the transition from uh, launch base to Mushroom Hill, and that was kind of nice. Yeah. I was also yeah. able to get a Super Emerald prematurely, despite only having like four emeralds already at that time. All right. But... Tell us, tell us <laughs> our second most favorite game from Sonic and Knuckles. So, second most favorite song from Sonic and Knuckles. Yeah. So this is a Doomsday Zone, the, the final, final boss theme.
It's a real rush. So because it was so hard to pick what our favorites were because it was so spread, we decided that technically Sonic 3 and Knuckles is two games, so it gets two songs. Like I um, said, I think I, I, I like to believe that Steven cheated this. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually would like to say something I did not get to mention in our this episode of our podcast. Uh, something I really like that Sonic 3 does, and Sonic 3 and Knuckles, of course, as a whole does this, is uh, in uh, the uh, Angel Island Act 2, I'm pretty sure it's Act 2, uh, there's a bit where you're going fast and then uh, like you pass a bridge that collapses when you step on it, and then you break through a wall if you're spinning, which you should be spinning because I think you go through one of those tubes. Uh, and when you break that wall, the special stage ring appears, and that's the level design just teaches you that special stage rings exist, and that you have to find them because it hides it behind a wall. But it hides it behind a wall you will break, and I really like that. Yeah, Sonic Three Knuckles is good. It's it's a good <laughs> yeah, it's a good game. Like I said in the podcast, this is why people like Sonic. I do. Okay, so I've been playing. Metroid Prime lately. <laughs> and yeah. it's reminding me more and more, like, <laughs> the biggest problem that I have with Sonic 3 and Knuckles is that finding things to me in that game is just not fun because half the time, more than half the time, like 80% of the time, you're gonna find rings or a one-up when what, like, all you wanted was a special stage ring. Yeah. And in Metroid Prime, I've never found a secret and then been disappointed. So, like... Yeah. Well, and, you know, we talked about this with Sonic 3D Blast. Sonic 3D Blast doesn't have that issue. Like, you want to find all of the secrets because every ring matters. Literally every ring matters. And every shield matters, too. So when you get a shield, you are not disappointed. You know? Yeah, like, I think it's, like, an important aspect of game design that if you're going to have exploration as a mechanic, you need to make sure that every reward feels worth it. Yeah. And I do think that, like, lives and stuff like that in this game... Don't, don't feel nearly as worth it. Yeah. There are, like, two tiers of rewards, and one is amazing, and the other is meh. Well, I was gonna say, I just realized what, I was, really, what was really connecting me when I was playing Sonic 3 Knuckles is that I don't need to worry about losing my rings. Yeah. It's, it's the one thing in that game, it's, like, weird that the rings feel less worth it, and in one way that's bad, and in another way it's good. It's, it's a weird thing. Yeah. Well, because, you know, Sonic 1 and Sonic 2, in order to get to special stages, you need rings. And in Sonic 3, the only purpose rings serve outside of maintaining Super Sonic is if you have one, you can't die. Yeah. And I think that's probably its greatest design flaw, is rings are devalued. Yeah, it's weird that, like, one of its greatest design flaws still leads to, like, sometimes, in some cases, a more pleasant experience. Because getting hit doesn't feel nearly as bad in Sonic 3. Yeah. I think that's something that they refine later on in a much better way, but we'll get to that when we start talking about Sonic Adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's uh, that's our list, top to bottom. And thus ends the classic era. And the first season of this show as well. Yeah, so... Are we gonna talk about what's up next for the No Spin Dash Zone? Yeah, I was thinking of uh, announcing it here. You probably saw a tweet before this went up of just a picture that I made. <laughs> Because I wanted to have some fun in my image editing software. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to be playing a short mini-series before we hop into the uh, the next Dreamcast era of Sonic, plus some of the GameCube stuff and the PS2 stuff after Sonic hopped off of Sega. 
But uh, we're going to be playing the stuff that's like Sonic Heroes, Sonic Adventure, Shadow of the Hedgehog, those things, in our next season. But before that, we're going to have three episodes on a different game series to sort of get a breath of fresh air from Sonic. Wait, is it going to be three or is it going to be four? Uh, it's three. We're going to be doing three. We'll, uh, well, I'll get to that in a second. But we're going to be playing the Gex games. <laughs> oh, snap. So, it's fun because Gex, the first Gex came out sort of during the... Uh, early Sonic eras, like, between, you know, it's like, I think it's like 96 or something like that, maybe 97? Let me, let me look at the, I'm looking at the schedule, the original release date for Gex was 1995. Oh, it's 95, okay. Yeah. So that's the first Gex, and then that game is a 2D platformer with very different mechanics from Sonic, but it's neat that we're going to be playing another 2D platformer, and then Gex, after that game, makes the transition to 3D on his uh, next game, Enter the Gecko. And it's, it's very similar to Mario 64, right? Uh, I mean, it's, it's like... Relatively similar. Yeah, you, you go into levels and you just, we'll talk about that when we get there, but basically I just like that we'll be using this miniseries to sort of show a quick progression from 2D to 3D. Yeah. As we sort of walk our way into 3D Sonic and we'll have something to sort of juxtapose mm-hmm. this, uh, what we've been discussing thus far too. And I'm really excited to get to it because it's, it'll be nice to play something that's not Sonic for the show for a little bit. <laughs> it'll be good, it'll be a good change of pace. Yeah. There's also going to be a one-week break between this episode and the next episode, but after that, we're going to be back on schedule. So so that wraps up the Genesis era. Yeah. So, yeah, um, if you have any complaints, please email us at nospin-zone <laughs> at gmail.com. Hey, if you have any compliments us, email us at nospin-zone at gmail.com, too, because I don't just want to get... love God, just send us an opinion. I don't want to <laughs> just get hate mail. Like... Sure you do. <laughs> Tweet out at us, too, for sure. Yeah, at twitter.com slash nospin-zone. Surprise, surprise, it's the same thing that it was earlier. uh, Something else worth noting about the the, the future of the podcast, more or less, is that going forward, the next season that we have projected only actually has, I believe, 17 games, as opposed to the 22 that we had this time. Yeah. It's a bit so short. We will, we will be, however, devoting more than one episode to some games. Oh, uh, we're yeah. We're going to devote two episodes to Sonic Adventure and Sonic Adventure 2, and there might be others that we decide to extend. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's a good choice. Because yeah. those games are much bigger, too. Yeah, there's a lot to to do in Sonic Adventure, and especially Sonic Adventure 2. We're, going to, we're basically, we're probably going to have, like, a episode on the main story so to speak the like five or six hours that you'll be playing before you see like credits yeah and then we'll be having a discussion on the post game things that are available in the mini game type stuff yeah so we're excited to get there as well and i definitely think as we go forward having multiple episodes dedicated to the same game is going to become more common yeah and more necessary to get a full scope of what the game has to offer yeah like for example mario and sonic at the olympic games we need at least four episodes for because that yeah for for each iteration (laughs) yeah we'll need two for the 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 console version then two for the handheld version we need yeah one for mario and one for oh god i was gonna make that joke (laughs) mario and sonic and knuckles 3 at the olympic winter Games. so we need one for mario one for sonic and one for the olympic games yeah because right. they're there too. Uh, Alright, this this bit is now tired. So No, we also um, need for the have... ampersand. <laughs> okay. We squeezed one last joke out of it. Everyone have a nice night. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you can follow me at Twitter. Uh no, you can, can follow you me. You could do that. You can follow me at twitter.com slash Isaiah Games. That's I S I A H Games. 
Uh, I tweet mostly jokes. I also tweet about the cool things that I am doing. And as I am discovering, I am doing cool things all the time. So if you want to check that out, you gotta follow me at twitter.com slash Isaiah Games. That's I-S-I-A-H Games. <laughs> that was the most YouTuber thing I think I might have ever heard you say. I have been practicing. Like, the, <laughs> the bit is, so I always say, like, twitter.com slash Isaiah Games. That's I-S-I-A-H Games, right? Right. I've been... <laughs> You're good at that. I've been listening to a lot of... Northern Lion Live Super Show VODs while I do other <laughs> stuff. And so whenever they, like, in the last segment, Northern Lion's like, alright, it's time to pimp our channels. And then friggin' Rob Alpaca Patrol every time he says the exact same thing in, with the exact same inflection every time. And I'm like, I want to be that man. <laughs> that's that's who I want to be. So I'm really, I'm really working on my, like, YouTube Twitch pitch. That's that's really where I'm headed. As a side note to that, Charlie draws things occasionally. <laughs> yeah, follow me at Draws Charlie. By the time this comes out, it'll be 2019, so be sure to check out my uh, year in review for 2018 of you know, those images that everyone else does. They oh, always post God. it early, but I always have to wait late just in case I make a real zinger on the 31st of December. I gotta make a year in review. Oh, yeah. Geez. Will you have exactly 365 drawings? Uh yeah, oh well I think I actually did, I think I did two really early in the year because I like got lazy with something. But mm. you'll you'll see like a, a little collection of my best from each month. But that's awesome. I almost say I have like what's two times three sixty five? That's like uh seven hundred twenty seven thirty. Yeah, and my account doesn't even have that much because when the first year I had like. I didn't. I ended up not transferring all of my drawings from my original account. But, oh, that's right. But anyway, draw until, that'll have yeah. a solid 365 drawings from 2017. And look forward to that. And you know, thanks everyone for listening to our podcast. And goodbye. Yeah. I guess. Goodbye. <laughs> you could be. You could leave a bit more confidently. <laughs> hey, thanks man. for sticking with us for this this whole trip through the Sonic games. These are most of the ones that we don't know. I think going forward, there's a lot more explored territory, but there's still some some secrets to find. Oh, for sure. So we'd be happy if you could stick with us. Yeah. And we'll see you on the other side of Gex. Gecko. <laughs>
We'd like to thank the LAG Network for making our episodes available on platforms like iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and lots more. If you're listening on YouTube and you'd like to keep up with our episodes on one of these audio platforms, just search for the LAG Radio Network and follow their feed.